Welcome to the Fresh Nest Podcast, where we talk all things freshening your nest, from decluttering to cleaning, home styling and decor. I'm Hannah Bullivant, an interior stylist, and I teach students to decorate their homes from a place of self-knowing. Welcome. I hope that you are keeping as cool as possible in this heat, or if you're on the other side of the world, are snuggling up nice and warm, which is just hard to even comprehend at this point. I wanted to tell you quickly about my four-week summer refresh. It's like a summer camp to sort your home out, making the most of what you have. It's four weeks of themed content focused on one room at a time. So they are, week one is kitchen and dining, week two is the living area, week three is the bedroom, and week four is the garden or outdoor area. You then get a daily email with lots of encouragement and accountability to keep going. And there's a big theme in the whole summer refresh that is about encouraging you to actually rest and enjoy your home too. So the idea with the refresh or the summer camp is that it feels like I'm in your home with you, showing you what to tackle, giving you advice about how to do it and encouragement and accountability to get it done. It's a gentle, loving book kick, but one that you need to get your home sorted out this summer and then enjoy it. So if you would like to banish the clutter in your home so that the things you want in your home can be seen and enjoyed, if you want to sort out your storage so that everything has a place, if you want daily support that encourages you to retreat in your very own home and get stuff done, if you want encouragement to enjoy your space as much as to do the dirty work, if you want a mix of slow and steady daily jobs and two-day blitzes, then come and join me on the Summer Refresh. It's £140 or two payments of £75. And you can get the details of that at hannahbullivant.com slash refresh. Welcome, welcome to episode three of the Freshness podcast. Uh, I'm really loving recording and delivering these podcasts and like I said in the last episode if you could take a minute to leave me a review and a rating on wherever you listen to your podcasts I would be so grateful thank you today I'm going to be talking about all things downsizing and I mean that in a home sense as in and also as a way of thinking too downsizing your possessions So first, I'm going to be sharing our story about how we radically downsized as a family of four. And then I'm going to talk about downsizing as a way of thinking. All right, let's get to this. So our story is that in 2001, we were given notice on our rental home. And despite a lot of searching, we couldn't find anywhere that was right for us in the budget that we had. We felt quite stuck and it felt like that we really weren't going to be able to find anywhere. And our plans are to become homeowners as soon as we can. And it just felt so difficult to get there as rent prices were going up and up and up. Then, as we were talking to our friends about our situation, they offered us the opportunity to stay on their land. They have a field. We thought at first that we might camp out there for the summer and then we could save up a bit of money. But then we thought about something a little bit more permanent and lo and behold, the idea of the static caravan was born. We decided to share the costs of an old static caravan, do it up and live with our friends as we did so. This would mean that we would live rent-free 
in the most beautiful location, like Disney levels of location in a nature reserve with friends we absolutely love. And it means we also get to flex our renovation muscles. Our friends get a luxury holiday lodge for their friends and family to stay in. So it felt like a real win-win situation. As renters, this whole project has been so exciting. I've dreamed of having carte blanche to do as I wish to a space since I was a teenager. Once the excitement of this adventure had settled, it was quickly followed up with a dose of reality because we would be moving from a large three-bedroom semi-detached home into a 12 by 4 meter static caravan. What were we going to do with all of our stuff? However, because I had been steadily decluttering over the previous eight years, I actually knew I could do it. And even when my husband was too busy to help, he was busy renovating the van and also doing loads of unexpected work that came in last minute, I still didn't feel overwhelmed. So here's how I did this. Important note. I am speaking here as someone with a lot of privilege and I know that for some folks what we did you know moving into a static caravan to save up money would be inconceivable because of finances because of trauma or societal or cultural expectations and I just wanted to acknowledge that. Okay so how we radically downsized. First of all, I started early. As soon as I knew we'd be moving, I started sorting through our things and packing boxes. We didn't hire a removals company. It was just us. I spent a one or two days a week packing, donating and selling for three months leading up to the move day. But then actually for another three months before the move day, I had been pottering around and slowly getting rid of stuff as I moved about my day. So that was six months of prep. I followed my own teaching. I worked through my home by category. All books, all clothes, all toys, which meant gathering it all together in one space. And then CCSAing, which means clear it all out, clean it, sort it, and then arrange it. Once I was left with only items I loved or used, and bear in mind we were already in a good place with this, I then went one step further because when I had looked around me at the things I either loved or used, there was still way too much to fit into a static caravan. So what I did was rated everything that we had left out of 10. And if it wasn't a nine or a 10, it went. It was brutal. So the categories that I was able to discard the most from were books and magazines, kids toys, kids craft and art stuff, all of our clothes, I mean clothes from all of us not just the kids or me, kitchenware, occasion wear, so the sort of fancy crockery, crockery pots and pans, my craft stuff and home decor and oh man the home decor was hard. I sold or gave away a lot of plants, artwork, lamps and other decorative knickknacks. Some of our precious stuff is stored in a family member's loft. So vintage art or precious art, for example, um, because I knew that the static is a temporary place for us and we will want our art when we move house. I was also able to temporarily rehome my biggest houseplants that I didn't want to let go of in friends' houses. So they will join us again when we move out. 
Other than that, though, it, I just had to be completely brutal and we got rid of so much stuff. I weighed it up. When I was really struggling to let something go, I simply asked myself if keeping the thing was more important than the adventure ahead of us. And it never was. Is this item multifunction? I was always thinking about multifunction. Does this item have multiple uses? Could I sell it and replace it with something that does a lot more things? From bathroom potions to crockery and bakeware, I got rid of a lot of single-use items and replaced them with a multi-purpose item. I got the stuff out of the house as fast as possible. You will all probably know that decluttering is a big job, but almost half of that job again is the energy and time it takes to actually get it out of the house. But I was brutal with myself at this stage as well. So I gave away bundles of stuff on my local Facebook sharing community. By the way, I highly recommend joining your local Facebook sharing community to both give things away and receive new things. And in my listing, it was always pick up only just to make it easy for myself. I put boxes outside of my house with a free sign above it. This got rid of absolutely tons of stuff. I also sold a lot of stuff too. So our old sofas I sold, some plants, lighting, some of the nicer kids' toys and homewares, and we made about £2,000 doing this. So once we'd moved into the static and got settled, um, I actually found that we were okay. We hadn't got rid of too much stuff. And in fact, it felt incredibly light and freeing. So there are so many benefits to living in a smaller, slower, clutterless life that I want to talk about next. So the first one is that it's less expensive. The static is so much cheaper to run than our rented house. We currently pay about a third or a quarter of the amount that we used to so that we can put that extra money towards saving up for our house deposit. We can also do some things as a family that weren't possible before. We are literally physically more squished together, but it's actually been good for us as a family. We talk more, we have to share more, there's just more interaction. Sometimes the truth is that it gets a bit much for the adult and we take a lot of walks to get some space. But mostly the togetherness has been really important. Hard sometimes, but good. It's incredibly quick to clean and tidy. This is a simple one really. We of course still have mess and bits of clutter that gathers, but since there's less space to keep stuff, it is super quick to clean and tidy. It can be absolutely trash with a whole days of washing up and be cleared, cleared up in less than an hour. More time, connected to the previous point. Having a smaller place to live means we spend less time on household jobs, like cleaning and tidying, and it means we have a lot, a lot more time for the things we enjoy as a family. So it's freed up like a lot of time for us. So time for us to actually complete the renovation. And also for me, I've taken on studying for a diploma for, to become an interior designer officially. So at the moment, we're walking every day down to the water to collect sea glass for our collection. And I honestly pinch myself multiple times a day that we get to live this life. Less stuff. Because the static is naturally a smaller unit, we have less space for everything which means we have fewer clothes, way fewer clothes, fewer toiletries, uh, less food in the cupboards. 
So we have to do our food shopping in a very organised way and only buy what we need rather than what we want. It's been a good discipline for us. Ultimately, life is simpler for us because we've got less to worry about in the van. Everything has its place. It's done wonders for my mental health and the mental health of my family. And it's allowed us to to have a lot more time to spend together and just doing the things that we really love. So what about the kids? I often got this, get this question. How, what do the kids think about the downsize? They mostly love it. They love spending more time together and they like the sense of closeness. They love the field and the big splash pool that we've got out there. They love having friends so close that they can drop in and play whenever they want. Apart from early mornings, we did have to put a stop to that. Um, they love having the sea nearby as well. But I'd say Frankie is starting to really want her own room and she's 10 years old. I hope we'll be able to provide that for her in, in our next move. But who knows? In the meantime, we've just been extremely intentional about designing their space so that each bunk has its own curtains, its own light, its own shelves, so that it feels a little bit separate from the rest of the van. Bigger is not always better. There is a general societal pressure for more and bigger, but I actually think a lot of folk would feel a whole lot freer in a downsized space. In our capitalist society, we are exposed to thousands of advertising messages a day. Thousands. And that's via traditional methods like commercials and billboards, but it's also increasingly via social media, which we're spending a huge amount of time on daily. It's so, so, so easy to fall into the trap of buying more and more and more to feel better about life. More cosmetics, more skincare, more storage solutions, more home decor, more clothes. I actually believe that all of those things can bring deep joy when they're bought from a place of joy and delight, but not if they're smothered by all the other stuff in our lives. So what if you love the size of your current space, or even if you want more space, what then? There are still some key downsizing lessons you can take from this. So now I'm going to be talking about downsizing as a mindset, as a way of thinking. You do not have to physically downsize your, downsize your home to feel the benefits of downsizing. You can feel the freedom of more space, less tidying and easier cleaning by simply downsizing the amount of stuff you have. Look around and really consider what you actually use. How much are you keeping just in case? How much of it is useful? How much do you even actually like? And then you need to work through your home by category, working little and often. Don't wait for the perfect time to declutter. Just start today with one small job. Then keep going. Do it in 15 minute intervals if you need to. It will make a difference. I promise. And I've now literally supported thousands of people through this, this method. Don't wait for the perfect time to start decluttering. Just do what you can. Start today and it will make a difference. You can take control of your stuff. You can decide what is enough for you and you can decide what's most important to you because that is what this is all about. 
I have a free decluttering guide, which actually has a checklist, which breaks down these big jobs into smaller ones. And you can download that for free on my website at hannahbullivant.com slash free guide. So we all feel a sense of dread when we know we need to declutter. And if you're downsizing too, there's twice the overwhelm. I totally get it. It is a formidable task, but it is such a joyful, rewarding and satisfying one once you find your groove. With a few tips and know-how, you can find the joy in downsizing too. I promise. All right, that's it. Until next time. <laughs>